0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN.
1: Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
0: Time to chat with our Blues Insider Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. It's a fast lane on 101 to ESPN with Michelle Smallman filling in for Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter, and JR joins us right now via the Brown and Kirby Celebrity Line. What's up, JR? Not too much, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing great, and I'm sure Craig Berube, while uh, the season has not gone the way that he envisioned and a lot of us envisioned, uh, what what an accomplishment that Craig Berube is about to make here. He's going to be just the sixth person in NHL history to play in 1,000 or more games and coach in at least 500. Uh, Quite the accomplishment for Chief.
1: It really is an accomplishment. Uh, I wrote a story back in uh, 2021 when he got to 200 victories behind the bench. At that point, he was the seventh in history to play 1,000 and win 200 games. Now tonight, he gets to game number 500. And you guys know, covering a lot of different sports, how difficult this is. A lot of times, the best athletes, the best players, aren't the best coaches. We've seen that over the years. But uh, Craig Bruby has been able to adapt. And I think that was the biggest thing I took out of his press conference today. Uh, Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch asked him about his ability to last this long as a coach and he said hey look going back to my playing days in order to stay in the league i had to change i had to watch little things i had to learn every single day and i think that's what helped me adapt as a coach too so quite an accomplishment good for craig bruby 1000 plus games 500th coaching game tonight behind the bench
0: jaron speaking to players and members of the organization what is it about those adjustments and adaptations that bruby has made that's allowed him to be such a successful nhl head coach
1: Yeah, Michelle, I think it's, uh, first of all, we've been talking about it for years. Ever since he took over in 2019, number one is the communication. You know, oftentimes at practice, you'll see Craig Bruby skating around with a player, talking to him. Uh, If a guy is scratched, he's one of the guys who will come up and talk to the player about what they need to see from him. I remember sitting down with Robert Thomas at his stall a couple years ago. You know, hey, what's Craig Bruby telling you? And he'd say, it's great. You know, he just comes up and tells me what he needs from me. Uh, You go back to that game in L.A. a week or so ago, uh, we found out that Craig Bruby went up to Robert Thomas before the game and said, here's what you need to do to be able to play against Anzee Kobotar, and he went out and had a great game. And then I think the other thing is the positive reinforcement. You talk to Robert Thomas about playing a good game, and then you congratulate him, tell him good job afterwards. I think that's where most of his success has been. But then kind of you talk about those hunches, those changes, you know, in-game things that he does. He would probably tell you he's not the strongest x's and o's guys but he goes with his gut he knows what works and he's had a lot of success with it
0: what do you think jr and and i'm asking you to almost step inside the mind of of craig berube here but you you follow the team uh, closely you're aware of craig berube's line of thinking what do you think will be the thing that that chief looks back on with this this year and says this is the area that my coaching staff can improve upon the most heading into next season
1: Yeah, I think probably uh, early on with that uh, lengthy losing streak, what did it get to eight eight games, gosh, it seems like there's been a lot of losing streaks this year. And, you know, just trying to get on top of that sooner, you win those first three games. And we all remember those first three games. I know it's way, way too early, uh, but they were pretty impressive. And it looked like the Blues team that you thought you were going to see throughout the year. You know, then you lose a couple in a row, you lose five in a row, and then it gets up to seven or eight. And you just can't lose that many games. Uh, in the early on in the year because you're going to put yourself behind which we saw and and they've been able unable to catch up so you know whatever it takes to kind of nip that in the bud it could be the roster it could be you know you're missing a player who would help you there like a david perron it could be a a, an assistant coach like a jim montgomery so there's a lot of things that went into why this season didn't work anthony but uh, the one thing that craig ruby did tell me last week when i talked to him in arizona can't have those lengthy losing streaks
0: JR, I just pulled up your Twitter feed, and you tweeted this. I don't know that I've ever tweeted this before, but here we go. The 2023 NHL Draft Lottery, May 8th, 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. What are the Blues' chances in the draft, junior We're already talking draft.
1: <laughs> yeah, first of all, it's funny because uh, I guess I've been covering the Blues, what, 17, 18 years? I guess you can go back to... Uh, 2006 when they did have the number one overall pick and took eric johnson but it's been a long time michelle it seems like every time the past 10 years or so i got that email from the league telling me when the draft lottery was it was like who cares it doesn't involve the blues they're in the playoffs and when i got that email today from the league i looked at it a second and i was like wait a minute people might want to know about this i guess (laughs) i better tell them so it's like uh, yeah i've never dealt with the draft lottery in a long time and so it's going to be Uh, May 8th, so that's coming up uh, after the regular season, and the Blues will find out uh, where they draft in the first round. Now, keep in mind, they have three first-round picks. We're talking about their pick, which could potentially be a top-ten pick. They also have two other ones that they got in the Tarasenko and O'Reilly deals. Those are late first-rounders probably. That's determined on where those teams finish in the regular season, in the playoffs. So I think that uh, you look at the Blues, they potentially got a top-ten pick. And right now, with their record, they sit tied for the eighth fewest points in the league. They got about a 5 or 6% chance of jumping up to number one. Now, also, there's a lot of talk about jumping up to number one, and that seems pretty slim, 5 or 6%. But you can also jump up to number two. Those two spots are up for grabs. So it's not a great percentage, but you know, if you're a Blues fan, and Michelle, I've heard from a lot of them here lately, that don't mind these losses because it gets the Blues a higher percentage chance at that number one pick.
0: It is unfortunate, but it's it is the unfortunate reality that it's what you're kind of rooting for, the team not to do well at this point. So then, of course, you get the the higher pick. Uh, Jr. I know that this situation is ongoing, and you might not have all the answers, but a lot of people are wondering how Blues fan Blues fans are wondering how they're going to be able to watch their team with the news coming out last night that that Valley Sports and their parent company. Are filing for bankruptcy so what do you know and what can you tell our listeners and blues fans about where they can watch the coverage uh now and in the future
1: yeah i, I just uh, actually got done reading the piece at the athletic written by uh, mike russo and uh he was able to i guess maybe in a, in a group of reporters talk to uh gary bettman and gary bettman said that uh, it is an issue uh, in terms of the regional coverage of a lot of local teams. I think it's 14 teams, including the blues that this encompasses, but Gary's Bettman's message to everyone was that these games will be covered through the end of the regular season. And obviously that's not much uh, time. You know, you're just talking about a 15 or 20 games for most teams. And then we know once it gets into the playoffs that the uh, national stage and the national coverage kicks in. So uh, this will be something that the league is going to have to address with uh, with the TV regional coverage filing bankruptcy and uh, the future potential of not being able to see the, the games on valleys like we do here in, uh, in St. Louis with the great John Kelly and, and Darren Pang. Uh, but something will have to be resolved in the future as they try to navigate what is really a difficult future in terms of how are we going to get our games, how are we going to digest uh, sports coverage in the future will it be this regional coverage will it be streaming that's what the league is kind of tackling right now but no worries right now in terms of the blues through the end of the regular season as to where it'll be it'll be on ballys.
0: jr great stuff appreciate the blues coverage at the athletic and for you coming on today
1: yep thanks talk to you guys